What's good, y'all? Welcome back. The Boston Celtics are in the NBA Finals. Yeah, the mood is a lot different from the last time y'all saw me on screen. But the season in the NBA Finals, they were able to win Game 7. They tried their best to give it away at the end. But at the end of the day, they won the game. And now they're in the first Finals for the Celtics since 2010, which I was 10 years old back then. I haven't watched my team play an NBA Finals game since I was in fourth grade or leaving fourth grade that's kind of crazy crazy to think about it man but we're going to talk about the game probably not going to preview much of the finals i'll probably do that in a separate video because i just want to focus on the celtics in this game seven in this series against miami because crazy series it seemed like the celtics were definitely the better team all series they had you know they won more quarters they were more dominant their wins were more lopsided but did he have championship heart so it was not going to be easy, and that's why even when the Celtics had a double-digit lead late in the fourth quarter, Miami was able to fight back. It's re- it was really like the Celtics were trying their best just not to lose the game instead of just winning it, and it almost came back to bite them, and everybody's going to focus on the Jimmy Butler shot. Um, I guess I'll start there. I think everybody's focusing on the Jimmy Butler shot, and personally, was it a good shot? No. It wasn't the best shot. I'm not going to say it was a bad shot. Because the way he's been playing the last couple of games, he's been hitting, he's been hitting jumpers, he's been hitting threes, and Miami was rolling. I think they were on like a nine zero or eleven zero run, cut it down to two, and that's why I think it's it's not the best shot. Obviously not, but I wasn't mad at it, and I see some Heat fans that I really respect their opinions. They said the same thing. They were like, they're not mad at the shot, which I definitely understand, man. Jimmy Butler <clears throat> played his heart out the last couple of games. After being injured, you know, his knee basically swelling up, inflammation. And he played every second of Game 7. He played every single second of Game 7. So his thinking, they're on a run. They're rolling. He probably doesn't want to go to overtime, which completely understand. Same thing with KD last year in Game 7 against the Bucks. You know, even though it ended up being a two, I'm sure KD was trying to send him home. I'm, I know KD did not want to play in OT, and I think Jimmy Butler did the same thing. You know, I think his idea was we're either going to win or lose with the shot, and it was it was short, um, gutsy shot. Jimmy had a hell of a game once again. You know, you can't you can't really be mad at it. Is it the best shot? No, but the way Jimmy was playing, you can't really be mad at the shot, man. Because if it goes in, we have another a totally different you know conversation. I saw somebody bring up. John Wall in 2017 against the Celtics, he did the same thing. Took a three. He took a three. You know, series on the line down two. He took a three, and he ended up making it. So, you know, nobody goes against John Wall like, oh, that was a bad shot. He made it. You know, it's just it's a make or miss league. Jimmy missed a shot. It was a gussy shot. I'm not mad at it. Um, just as a fan of basketball, I'm not mad at it. Mad at it. But <clears throat> ended up basically being that ended up being the game basically. Um, but Miami had a valiant effort getting back into the game. Uh, Max Struess hit a big shot. Oladipo made a big play. Max Struess also had a putback dunk, which was crazy. <clears throat> but they fought back in, got back into the game after the Celtics really controlled the entirety of this game. Um, even when Miami was able to cut into the lead, they didn't get in. They didn't get within three until like late in the game, um, which was kind of crazy. But the Celtics, the Boston Celtics, um, in the in the finals, man. Uh, this game. Like I said, man, they tried their hardest to give it up. They was well in the lead, and then they just got away from what was working. 
Um, the ball was in Marcus Smart's hands too much down the stretch, which is tough because uh, Jason Tatum was getting double teamed every time he touched the ball. But I would still rather have Tatum making decisions out of double teams than Marcus Smart being the one to try and save the day because <laughs> it almost cost us. And you got to be better than that in this next series, which I'll definitely talk about in my next video. But the shots Jason Tatum hit in the fourth quarter, which really broke the game open, were big. Um, the play out of it was out of a baseline, um, out of bounds, with like two two point five left on the shot clock. He caught it, made a great move, hit a midi over Jimmy Butler, hit a side step three pointer on the left wing, which is like his shot. Tatum hit some big time shots, man. Jalen Brown really bounced back. Made some big time plays. Made his free throws. I think he only missed one on the night. He was big. Um, you could argue maybe Jalen Brown should have won the conference finals MVP because he was the leading scorer for this team in this series. He had some big games too. Um, but Tatum won it. Who cares? I don't really. That award's kind of weird. I, I'm gonna just. I'm gonna say it. like it's a cool concept, and it would be better if they had been doing it maybe for like at least the last like 20 years. But to just randomly pop this up in the 75th anniversary season is just kind of weird like it's just it's just weird in my opinion but that, that's just that's just my thoughts real quick um <laughs> but yeah um brown tatum they were big Marcus smart even though first half he was taking some just terrible shots there was a stretch in the third quarter where he was big hit a contested three then hit a wide open three off of jalen brown assist he he had some big time shots which really stopped the bleeding at times which is why the Suns were able to hold on to the lead um, I brought up Max Schultz earlier, and I'll say this. Um, they took a three-point shot off the board possessions later because he stepped out of bounds. And I was I was looking at it. I could see where he maybe might have stepped out, but I don't think it was, like, very conclusive. And this is me as a Celtics fan. I don't know if that three should have been taken off the board. And even if so, like, I've never seen – that's the first time I've ever seen that happen in the NBA game. I've been watching basketball a long time. I know you, I know they can look back, you know, shot clock violations if it was close or, you know, to see if it's a three or a two. I didn't know that they could check if somebody stepped out of bounds before they shot and take it off the board possessions later. I don't – that's just – that that was big because I think at the time it was, it was a six-point game. I think it was – it was either a five- or six-point game. I think it was like 64-59 – and then they took the three off the board, which made it like an eight or nine point game. That, that was that was a big sequence. That was third quarter. Miami was getting rolling. Struce hit. I think that was his first shot of the game. They hadn't shot the three point shot well all night. And that could have been a big turning point. But then they took that off the board just randomly. I've never seen that happen in an NBA game, which is crazy. But it did happen. Um, <laughs> the refereeing in this game was spotty once again. Both ways. Very spotty. Um, there were times... Where the Celtics were getting all the calls. There were times when the Miami Heat was getting all the calls. And there was time when both teams were getting no calls. Very spotty. It was a Scott Foster game. It was it was very spotty. Um I like I was texting somebody and we were just saying like it didn't feel like a game seven. It was a good competitive game. I think the reason why it didn't feel like a game seven to me was because the crowd was just out of it from the jump. Like the Heat crowd was just really out of the game early on. And people have their thoughts about the Miami fan base. I'm not here to take any shots at Miami Heat fans. But the building was pretty... It wasn't alive, really, for most of the game until Miami went on that late run. The building was dead. It was not alive at all, um, which is just so unfortunate because it, 
didn't feel like a game seven, like just atmosphere wise. But nonetheless, it was a great game. Um, yeah, I gotta give my shout outs, man. Al Horford was big, even though he only hit two shots. His impact, his rebounding was good. He, I think he had two block shots. Playing in this first ever NBA Finals. And I didn't know he has the most, I think it's playoff games played, without a Finals appearance. But now that streak will come to an end. I think he's played in 141 games before going to the Finals, which is crazy to even think about. Like, Al Horford is a 15-year vet. And when he was in Atlanta, I don't think he ever missed the playoffs. I think his first time missing the playoffs was last season in OKC. Because... Atlanta had one of the longest playoff streaks. Maybe maybe his rookie year they didn't make it. I'm not sure. Actually, no, they did make it because he they played against the Celtics his rookie year. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's played he's been in the playoffs every year except for last season. 141 playoff games. Um he's been to I think five conference finals. Maybe four. Yeah, I think four conference finals. Yeah, shout out to Big Al, man. Still playing some of his best basketball. Even even despite him being like 60 years old, still playing some of his best basketball. Um, coach Ime, man. Um, rookie head coach in the finals, which I think that's happened like four times in the last decade. Steve Kerr. Remember David Blatt? If you want to count Ty Lue, he counts because his first year being that even if it was intern, they made the finals. I think Nick Nurse made it in his first year. And now Ime. So, yeah, that, that's like five coaches if you count Ty Lue in. So, shout out to you, man, man, because, you know, man, like, I was going back on, like, old tweets that I was making throughout the season because this was a roller coaster of a season. And if you would have told me that this team would be in the NBA, if you would have told me back in, like, November, December, that this team would be in the NBA Finals, I probably would have smacked you because I don't like liars, bro. But... Because this team was just blown leads. They could not hold on to a lead to save their life. It doesn't matter who it was against. If it was the Blazers with no Damian Lillard. If it was the Knicks and the Garden. If it was the Chicago Bulls early on in the season. If it was the Bucks on Christmas. It did not matter who it was. They couldn't hold a lead to save their freaking lives, bro. They could not hold a lead to save their lives. But somewhere along the way, everything just clicked. The deadline trades were big. And... Yeah, this team, they probably had the toughest path to the NBA Finals possible. You had to go through KD and Kyrie. You, I don't care what you say. A lot of people were picking the Nets in that series. And I was picking the Celtics, but I did not think it would be a sweep. They dominated that series. Round two against the defending champs. We know Chris Milton didn't play. But you still got to go through Giannis, who's the best player in the world. They were, they were able to get through that. And the Miami Heat have as much heart as anybody else, and they were able to get through the Heat. It took all seven games, but they were able to make it through. And now the path only gets tougher because you got to go against the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, you got to go against the Warriors, man. It's, it's not going to be easy, man. But I think for the Celtics, this is probably as much as I'm, I'm going to preview the next series. They're going to have to grow up fast. They're going to have to grow up fast. You can't have lapses like they did at the end of, the, end of this game um, where you just are playing poor basketball. You can't do that against the Warriors. You have to be as near perfect as possible to be able to beat Golden State. Um, I think they match up well, which we'll talk about. I might have to go rewatch a couple of the games, even though I'm, I was looking and the first game, Josh Richardson was still on the team. Like, uh, and then the second game, Curry got hurt early on in the game. So it's like, how much do those games really matter? But I just want to see maybe some coverages and stuff that they were throwing at Poole and Clay Thompson and stuff like that. I think that's just really... I might just focus on the second matchup, even though Curry went out early, which is a big miss. 
But yeah, Celtics have to grow up fast because Golden State is going to be a tall mountain to climb. I see everybody saying Warriors and four, Warriors and five. That's fine. I would rather the Celtics be the underdogs anyways because they're bad front runners. So I'd rather the world and everybody be against them. And hopefully it's just a good series if, you know, at the very least for the NBA fan experience, man. Um, yeah, the Celtics are in the NBA Finals. <laughs> Celtics are in the Finals, man. Cra- crazy to think about. Really is crazy to think about. I mean, just people, I saw people on Twitter being mad because they were celebrating. Man, if, if you're knocking at the door so many times and it's not, it's not opening, and then it finally opens, you'd be celebrating too, no matter what it is in life. Al Horford's played over 140 playoff games without being in the finals. Yes, he's going to be emotional. Jason Tatum has been playing in conference finals since he was a rookie. And has been just a few plays away from being in the NBA finals. Yes, he's going to be emotional. Yes, he's going to wear the Kobe armband because it means that much to him. That shows you how much they, these guys actually care. Yes, yes, they're going to be celebrating because that's, that just shows how much you care, man. That shows how much you care. I mean, I'd rather have a team celebrating, making it to the finals, which play like NBA finals is not guaranteed with any any great player. NBA finals, there's a lot of great players that have never even touched the finals. A lot of them, you know, Hall of Fame guys that have never touched the finals. So, of course, they're going to celebrate, man. Of course, they are, man. Like, come on now. Like, people just want NBA guys or just teams that they don't like to be robots like why are y'all celebrating like yes they're gonna celebrate <laughs> like yes they're gonna celebrate making the finals bro now of course like the job ain't finished at all but they know that like they know that bro like people just people just behave for no reason and it, it it really kills me it really kills me um it was cool to see uh tatum wear the, the kobe armband though <laughs> it was man i'm, I'm, I'm glad i'm glad he won the game too because it might have not been great if if they would have lost, but they won. Um, didn't think it would have to go to game seven, even though I picked Celtics in seven. But I thought they would get it done at six, but it took seven games. So yeah, not not ideal. But here we are, game one of the finals is Thursday in San Francisco Chase Center. Yeah, I'm gonna drop my, my preview. Um, if not Tuesday, I'll drop it Wednesday. I think I think that would be an ideal time. Give me some time to rewatch, you know, some of the older games between these two teams. And we'll see. Um, this is probably the NBA Finals that we should have gotten in 2018. <laughs> it's probably the Finals that we should have gotten in 2018. But now we get it a few years later. So, yeah, teams are totally different from that time, though. So, I'm excited, man. Um, shout out to the Celtics. Shout out to the Heat, Jimmy Butler, for showing championship heart. Um, that was a hell of a series. Hell of a game seven. And now we got finals basketball to look forward to, man. So I appreciate y'all. I keep forgetting to say it at the beginning of videos, but leave a like, subscribe if you are not subscribed. Almost to 600 subs. Like we're like 30 away. Like 30 away, man. I appreciate y'all for always supporting. And I'll catch y'all sometime this week to talk about the finals. Peace.